hey, this is an episode about uh, alcoholism, children, immigration, deportation, lots of emotional things. This is also kind of an episode for kids and grownups who know kids. It's, a, it's an episode for everyone. But anyways, if you're listening with kids and those are things that you're like, maybe not today, um, just be warned. And maybe listen to something else like Brains On. We're serious about being curious. Hi, I'm Nora McInerney, and this is Childhood. Or, okay, you, you're you subscribed to Terrible Things for Asking, and this is kind of Terrible Things for Asking, but I have a new idea for a show, and I want to test it out on you and see what you think, okay? Deal? Ready? Here we go. So, I'm biologically a grown-up now, which I keep forgetting, because I always thought that the grown-ups around me had it all figured out and that someday I would be handed a diploma and a manual for life and that's how I would know all the things that grown-ups knew. I would know how to buy groceries or what a mortgage is or even just what's right and what's wrong and sometimes I'm 34 and I don't know any of those things. I have figured out groceries. Now, as a grown-up for four kids, it is my mission to be the kind of grown-up that I needed in my life when I was a kid. I try to listen without trying to fix everything. I want to create a home where we can talk about hard things without judgment and where we can learn from one another. And especially where I can learn from them because children are incredible. I mean, yeah, we all say that all the time, but truly they're little sponges of empathy and information. They're obsessive observers of the adults around them. They see it all and they understand more than we think they do. So this idea for this new podcast is called Childhood. And Childhood gives children the opportunity to take the mic, not literally, Hans will not allow it, but the point is to give all of us grown-ups a lesson on life. So each episode will feature an interview with a child who wants to share their story. All kinds of stories what they learned from their parents' divorce or their dad's trip to rehab to the tragic death of their hedgehog. This is a platform that takes kids and their feelings and their thoughts seriously. No pity, no pandering. This is Childhood. Meet Malena. How old are you? 10. You're 10 years old, so you're in fifth grade. Yes. Okay, so what is it like being a kid? Um, it's fun, <laughs> and there's less problems to worry about. Milena is the youngest of four girls. So I have three sisters, and the one thing I like about them all is they're all different. Like, they may have some things in common, but most of who they are are really different, and that's, like, a good thing. Tell me about that. How are they different? Like, one of my sisters is into physical therapy. Jacob's into, um, like, journalism. And Ariana is into art. So they're all really different. What are you into? Hmm, I'm mostly into gymnastics. Besides gymnastics, Malena loves YouTube. Within five minutes of meeting her, she pitched me her channel and I was subscribed, which I don't even know how to subscribe to YouTube, but I'm a subscriber. Hey guys, it's me, Milena, and today it's my very, very, very 
first vlog. And what I'm doing is I'm painting outside because it's such a beautiful day out. And now it's getting cloudy. Please don't rain. I'm just doing this canvas because we are decorating my bedroom. My, my, my bedroom. Now, to some people, 10 years old sounds really young. But what I remember about that age was that the sudden shift from single digits to double digits felt monumental. At 10, you're old enough to know some things, but not old enough to understand everything. One thing that Milena does understand is a word that not all 10-year-olds know. Anxiety? Which, to Milena, means... I get really worried and anxious, and I mostly, like, fidget around with my hands and get really worried. One thing Milena is really worried about is understanding things. So for school, I get really worried because it's like I don't want to fail anything. So if I do something, I want to be like really good at it. What do you think happens if you fail something? If like you succeed in it, that means you understand everything. So if you fail, that means you maybe didn't understand everything. I try my best to, like, understand and listen. But it can be hard to keep up with all your responsibilities. I know this. You know this. Malena definitely knows this. Managing my time is, like, a real challenge. Same. (laughs) For me, it's because I'm interested in a lot of things. And so it's hard for me to spend a sustained amount of time on one task. I want to do everything just in life and in general. And so um, that's my problem. What does it feel like for you when you get stressed out? Well, when I'm at school, I'll be like, I'll come straight home, do what I have to do, including my homework. So, like, I get distracted really easily. I walk my dog after school, and that one doesn't really distract me. I like just walking around with my dog. And but then I get home and like I see the TV on, so I go, oh, just five minutes of it, and then uh, like twenty minutes pass by, and I go, that I'll just start. And then once like I start going to my room to start, there's something like that brings me up, like a new YouTube video or something that makes me want to watch it. And since I'm not really patient, I go straight and see like it's been like an hour. So then I like think. I should just start, but then, like, when I finally look at the time, since it takes me so long to be, like, prepared, I check, and I I have, like, an hour or 20 minutes to do my homework. How do you feel when you realize that? I feel, like, worried, and, like, I panic at the moment, because when I panic, I just, like, think of how I should start, but when... I don't think of, like, starting. I just think of if I should. But so then I, when I do it, I, I find out that, like, sometimes it will be hard when I start doing it and then find out if I would have started, like, two hours ago, I would have got, like, some help from my parents and they would have helped me. But since I have this limited of time to do my homework, I'll just guess or something. 
So Milena worries she won't understand things, and she worries about getting distracted, but she also has anxiety about her future. She worries about the kind of grown-up she'll be. Will she be nice? Will she be organized? Will she have it all together? I remember when I was, like, turning eight, I started crying a lot because I was worried about, like, what I would be when I grow up. And I would be scared. What were you worried about? Like, if it was going to be hard. I was really worried about that, too. Like, in my head, I would go from being eight to being, like, 40, I guess. I don't know what I thought a grown-up was. And I could not imagine anything in between. I could just imagine being eight and then being a grown-up and being like, how did I get here? What am I supposed to do? How do you drive a car? How do you buy groceries? Like, are those, what are, what are the things that you worried about? Well, um, I worry about, like, like, jobs and, like, when you're in, like, high school, if it's going to be really hard or in college, and, like, to pick a hobby to, like, do for the rest of your life. So what do you remember about, you said you were crying a lot? Yeah. And when would you, when would you cry? Well, sometimes I would just, like, cry for no reason, and sometimes it was, like, a meeting. Sometimes things with the family, and sometimes, like, seeing what's on the news. And it sometimes really scares me. At this point, you may be thinking, wow, same. Same. 100% same. I have all the same worries. I, I do. You do, especially if you worry about a parent, like Milena worries about her dad. If he's late getting home, or if he doesn't answer a phone call or a text, Milena starts worrying. Where is he? What is he doing? Why hasn't he called? Is he okay? Is he safe? And she worries with good reason. Because her dad used to not be okay. And he used to not be safe. He was an alcoholic, and he had a problem, and he knew it, but he's some, like, it took him a few years to admit it, and now that he's gotten help, it's, it's really nice. He used to take just, like, one drink and be fine, and my mom would be fine, but for some reason, something just got out of control. That if he just saw alcohol, he wouldn't just take one drink, he'll take a lot. Did you know what an alcoholic was? It took me some time to learn. And I know sometimes my sisters and my mom will try to make me feel better by, like, not lying, but covering it up a little bit so I wouldn't be as worried. But Milena would worry. Not everyone who drinks alcohol has a problem. Some people, most people, can have just a drink or two and be fine, be themselves still. But Milena's dad wasn't like that. Once he started drinking alcohol, he couldn't control it. Sometimes when I thought of it, I thought he was a different person, because he was. Like, if I had two dads, one 
was a really kind one and really cared. And the other one was just about alcohol, and it would be scary. It was scary when her dad wasn't home. He would drink alcohol. And he'll just leave. Milena would always try to get in touch with her dad to make sure he was okay. She would text him. She would call him. My mom will be, like, calm and everything, but with me, like, an hour later, if he hasn't texted back, my mind goes to the set that he's not fine or something happened to him. So I'll be calling and calling and really worried. I'm just worried about him and thinking of the worst, which is really hard to control. And then he'll be, like a week later, finally contacting us. He'll be sorry and he's never going to do it again. But one time he said that and I didn't believe him anymore because he always said that and always came with that like same excuse. And well, I'll believe him, and I get that he thinks it was fine, but he should, like, at that time, should have learned. Milena's dad got help more than once, which is really common with addiction treatment. If it were easy to cure or to manage addiction, then nobody would have any addiction problems, and we would have a much smaller inbox. But addiction is really hard, and Milena knows that. He would start drinking because of a problem. When he's, like, happy, he'll be totally fine and not drink. But once something bad happens, he'll go out and, like, find alcohol. And, like, then notices when he's fine that he's hurt people, like, not physically, but mentally. The first few times Milena's dad went to get help, it was because someone told him to go. So... He'd get out, and he'd start drinking again. But earlier this year, he decided for himself that it was time to go. Get help. Again. And this time, so far, a few months in, he has stayed sober. He hasn't drank. He's seen how we're, like, happier and less stressed. Because he doesn't like us seeing to be seen sad. He doesn't like it to be like seen stressed or anything, so he'll try his best. And it was a long process, which I get because he was addicted. But now that he's gotten help and since I lost that dad, which is really good, I have just that one dad that everyone loves. Milena talks about alcoholism with more clarity than most adults I've ever met. There's such love and acceptance in her voice and so much compassion. Yes, she worries about the old version of her dad returning. But to quiet that worry, Milena will think about her life now. What her dad is like. How good it is to have this version of him back. But alcohol isn't the only thing that has taken Milena's father from her. It isn't the only unpredictable variable in her life. (laughs) 
We are going to take a quick break here. And when we get back, Milena's father leaves for a different reason. Hi, it's Nora again. Um, This week is hard for me. It is the week of my first husband Aaron's death anniversary. It will be three years. Um, Now all of the work I do comes from everything I've learned and gone through since I lost Aaron. And one of the things that's very important to me is the nonprofit that I started with one of our friends after Aaron died. It's called Still Kickin'. We are online at stillkickin.co. And we aim to give other people what the world gave to Aaron and I when he was really sick. We Every month we pick a person who applies through our website, someone awesome who's going through something awful. We tell their story without pity, and we give them the profits from our retail sales at stillkickin.co. We sell a lot of cool stuff. I'm usually wearing it in every picture you've ever seen of me. We're all about helping a human out. So if you like to do that and you need to buy presents for people because it might be their birthday or something else, uh, you can do that at stillkickin.co. Okay, uh, back to the show and later crying. And we're back. One morning, Milena woke up and heard a knocking at the front door. They live in the suburbs, so this is an unusual activity to have happen on a morning before you go to school. Milena's first thought was maybe her mom was locked out, but she could hear her mom's voice inside the house, and then she could hear her dad's voice inside the house, so that worry switch she has flipped back on. Then I saw like a bu- like two or three cars in front of my house, so then I got suspicious, and then I got more worried and worried but then the like noise get louder and louder and we've known that like they wanted to take my dad they was ice immigration and customs enforcement but we didn't know like when the time would come Milena's father was being detained and it was really scary because i didn't get to say goodbye Ice left with her father. I know he was, like, going to, like, jail pretty much. But I didn't know, like, I I was thinking of the worst. Like, he was not going to be back for a while. The first person they called was Milena's older sister, Jaka, who was all the way on the other side of town sleeping in, like a college student should. Jaka jumped out of bed into a lift, and took an expensive ride out to her parents' house to play the very important role of big sister. As soon as Jake got hurt, she came immediately home. Being detained for immigration is a confusing and a secretive process. Milena and Jaka and their family didn't know where dad was going or when he'd be back or if he'd be back. He was just gone. He was just sucked out of their daily life, out of their house, out of their neighborhood, and into the system. Days passed. Milena worried. Her sisters did their best to distract her. 
And my sister, meanwhile, she was, like, watching videos with me and, like, getting snacks and trying to calm me down. And then as soon as Jacob got home, we were, like, in our beds the whole day. And we were together, which was fun because they, like, brought stuff to help us and, like, food, which was really, like, nice of them. Did you feel like you got to have, like, a little bit of happiness in, like, this really worried time? Yes, because they tried their best to, like, make us feel better, which was really kind. But despite those distractions, there were thoughts and worries that Milena didn't share with her mom or with her sisters. Like, what if my dad doesn't get, like, let out for a year or a month? Uh, what if he doesn't come back home after? But those thoughts inside me scared me, but I didn't want to tell anyone, so I would just keep it in my mind. But if it was in my mind, it just was, like, trapped inside my mind. So the only thing I could think about was that. And it was really hard thinking about it. And it was scary. Malena's family paid bail, but the release time for their dad was unpredictable. They were told to wait for a phone call. And that's what they did. They waited and waited and waited. Basically the whole time, I was right by my mom's phone waiting for that phone call. And it was like five. I was like really worried, like what if it didn't call? And my mom went out to like buy something. And then in the middle she called me and I was like thinking what was going on. So then I answered and she said that she was going to pick up my dad. What did that feel like? I remember I was really excited, but like saving most of my excitement from to when I see my dad. And then, like, 30 minutes later, he came home, and I was really excited. Where were you? Were you watching out the window? Mostly my dog does that. He watches out the window. (laughs) (laughs) But, so, once I heard my dog barking, I got really excited. So, immediately, I ran downstairs, and when the door opened, my dad came in, and I was really excited, and I'm just hugging him because I hadn't seen him in, like, four days. Milena's father is currently in the court system. He's working on his immigration status. He is at home. He has a work permit. But the path to getting citizenship in the U.S. is a long one. It will likely be about a year before he can become a full citizen. Recently, Milena started going to a therapist. She's learning how to cope with her feelings, and she has this thing that I think everyone needs. Everyone. I'm going to let her tell you about it. I had this anxiety book. So what it had was all my stuff that would make me feel better. So when I was worried, I would tell my mom, and me and my mom would both know that I go exactly to my box which will have all the things or 
have something that will make me feel better in it. So I need an anxiety box, and I need to know exactly what was in your anxiety box so I can create one the minute I leave this interview. So one thing that was in it is these cards. I call them like my anxiety cards. So what it did was it asked you a question, and like you would write it down and think about the question more. And it wouldn't be like any scary questions or anything. It would be like, describe anxiety. So then I would like write it down and sometimes tell my mom or something. And one of the things that was in there, I still have in my room. And it's a little jar. And if you shake it, you can see the glitter like moving. And it's really cool. And of course I had slime in that box. And I had some paper so like I could draw or write down something. An anxiety box. This is so brilliant. We all need one of these. Stop whatever you're doing and make one. Put it in your room, at your desk. Fill it with things that calm you, that make you feel better. And get some note cards like these. One of them said, can you list from, like, worried, nervous, and anxiety from, like, the one that it, you should, like, that is serious and the one that is, like, a little less serious. So what I did was anxiety was more serious than worried than nervous. These are your anxiety cards. You're going to ask yourself, what does anxiety feel like? What are you worried about? What would make you feel better? Just seeing it all written out in front of you can help. You might be a grown-up right now. You might be a kid. But no matter your age, you still have a lot to learn from Malena. How should we talk to kids about hard things? Well, when my sisters and my mom would explain it to me, they wouldn't say it in a worried voice. They will just sit calmly and um, say it to me slowly. And like while they're talking, they'll be like, do you understand? Do you understand? Because they don't want to like tell me something. And then I don't understand because then I'll not like still under, not understand. This has been Childhood, a terrible thanks for asking podcast by American Public Media. We believe that kids and their emotions and their thoughts should be taken seriously, and that's what we do. If you are a kid and you want to tell us a story, get your grown up, get on the internet, and go to ttfa.org. There's a submission button there. If you're a parent or a grown-up and you know a kid and you're like, you got to talk to my kid, do the same thing. We'd love to make more of these, but we want to know if you want us to make more of these. Like, we want to give the people what they want. And if they don't want this, then I am offended, one. And two, I don't want to do something that you hate. So go to ttfa.org 
or social media or email us, whatever you want to do. And let us know what you thought, if it's worth making. Our senior producer is Hans Buto. Hannah Meacock-Ross is our project manager and just a real light in my life. Our interns are Emily Allen, Marcus Arsvold, and Jacob Maldonado-Medina, who was an immense help with this episode. You might have put it together. She's the Jacob from the story. She's Milena's big sister. (laughs) Thank you, Milena, for coming in and talking to me on a day off from school. You could have done anything. You could have been making some YouTube videos, making some slime, but you hung out with a lady in her 30s. That was cool of you. Our music is by Joffrey Wilson. We are a production of American Public Media, a.k.a. APM.